0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of John Talks. This time, we're going to do something different. Every Thursday will now be Terrace House Thursdays. Uh, Terrace House is a Japanese reality television series that works in conjunction with Netflix Japan, the original Netflix in the United States, and Fuji TV uh, based in Japan. It's a reality show that contains six people, three women and three men. They share a a shared space uh, with each other. It's a really tamped down, uh, watered down, reality show so you're not going to get everything like real housewives or below deck or anything that you see on bravo uh, and of course who better to talk about it than my buddy ted trendacosta who actually got me into it um because i saw a tweet that uh that kenta maeda who was with the dodgers at the time yeah. now with the
1: twins um but ted how did you get into it how did i get into it that's a really good question i want to say oh fuck i don't know wasn't my family was not my japanese side of my family i got my japanese side in the family into it oh no they did like we had watched it independently so we were all on board um yeah i can't remember maybe i must have saw someone on twitter talk about it on my feed timeline that's probably okay. and I, like i have no idea
0: right yeah it came up in my suggestions and then i saw your tweet and i was like all right well this is destiny i have to you have yeah. to watch that. So the first one that I saw, and, and they had different installments, was Aloha State. Which which was, uh, yeah, it was not good, uh, to say the least. But, you know, I, I, I don't know what it was. It just had to keep going back and watching it. And I think the unique thing about it is it's not just a reality show about um, all the castmates that are on the show. They're at, they're In real time, there are panelists who are commenting on it as well. So it's kind of like... This is how I uh, break it down. It's like when the last season of Breaking Bad was going on and then AMC decided to have their own spin-off show called Talking oh, Bad, yeah, where they yeah. talked about the episodes. It's, it's, it's Talking Bad inside Breaking Bad. So mm-hmm. that's one of the cool things about Terrace House that I like. And, and what I didn't know until recently is that they'll release the episodes of Terrace House while they're still filming it, so the castmates actually see like the first few episodes yeah, and uh, watch along the ride.
1: They, uh... Sometimes to make it a point to watch like the first episode, I think, in the show. They did that in uh Tokyo twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. and they I remember them doing that in opening new doors. Uh I don't think they did that for Aloha State, but they did watch some Terrace House. I can't remember. But yeah, right. they they do it is there's no really like in Japan, there's no like time lock or delay. It's very as close to real time as like production allows.
0: Right. Exactly. So um, so the original plan for Tokyo 2019-2020 was that they would run it through the Olympics. Uh, we thought that it would be filming up until the Olympics and probably release it around the holiday time uh, in, in the U.S. at least. Who knows what's going to happen with the coronavirus? But yeah. in, in terms of this season, um, they've already released three parts in the United States, and that's how we're going to be following along. Uh, we're going to do one new episode each week and then take a break and then continue to go on three weeks in a row because in part three, it's separated in parts, part one and part two, each have 12 episodes each part three only has 10 uh, and we want to stretch this out as long as we can. So hopefully, uh, it's not too far between our last podcast and then the beginning of part four, but let's, uh, let's,
1: what's going to happen with anything, Right, like, Yeah. yeah, it's more of a, you know, pipe dream. Really, Right. Exactly. So let's uh, let's dive
0: into it. Part one, we're going to be talking about we're going to do a recap of the first two parts today and the next week will be about episode one of part three. But so the main cast in part one, uh, Kyori Watanabe, Shohei Matsuzaki, Haruka Okayama, Kenji Yoshihara, Risa Tanabe, and Ruka Nishinyori. Uh, I hope I got those right. I think, uh,
1: like you, like every white person gets Coyote's uh, right. name wrong. Like that's the only name right. I hear consistently said like, said wrong. But okay, otherwise, so, it was fine.
0: So Coyote is uh, a twenty-eight-year-old uh, illustrator, female Shohei, male uh, actor, writer. He's twenty-five years old. Haruka is an a actress,
1: carpenter. That's important. Right?
0: He is. He's a carpenter. He's a writer. He's the freelancer's freelancer. Uh, yeah. He's twenty-five years old. Haruka, an actress, is a year younger. She's 24. Kenny uh, is a musician. Uh, He's the oldest of the group. He's 31 years old. Risiko is the youngest female on the cast in the first part. Uh, She's 21 years old. She's a fitness trainer. And then Ruka is a part timer. It's assumed that he goes to college, if not, but he works basically. Goes to college, right? But he's 20 years old, and yeah, yeah, I I don't don't know, know. But what we do know is he's a part timer. He works at um. Basically, Izumi's or, you know... I'm he was
1: at, like, an athletic store. Right.
0: And he's he's 21 years old. So, um, just to break down the characters, um, at least in my first... And I, had, I hadn't seen part one since it came out a few months ago. Yeah, same. Um, I really liked... Uh, I really liked Coyote. I thought she was the best mm-hmm. female of the group. She just... She seems like someone that's just cool. You can hang out with. You can shoot the shit with her. Like, she she's, was. A-
1: She was the sounding board for the uh, other two women because she was very, you know, in the middle. She never really picked sides and was very much so like very easy to get along with with like everyone else in the house. So she was very easy to just identify with and be like, this is okay. She's fine. She's very cool and like very sure of herself because she was, you know, a fairly successful illustrator with an extensive, you know, resume that she felt fine at the time. And Shohei, personality-wise, was that
0: for the men? You know, oh, he was man, he was I sort of a Shohei. sounding board.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Shohei, yeah, he was the sounding board. Like when he like the like the commentators always gave him flack because he never did anything. He was so like in show, he was just boring because yeah. he didn't he didn't really do anything. He just lived his life. Which is something I very much like. It was such a different take on someone being on Terrace House where it's very much so like like eight like let's be real 80% of to go on terrace house isn't to like find love which is kind of the point of the show mm-hmm. it's the kind of like self promote in a way
0: right which is funny cuz they'll deny that and that's what every cast member has done
1: yeah yeah it's yeah i mean like maybe not haruka either but like kenji was like shilling out for him like his band yeah. and it was and like i guess Risiko didn't either but like like this was like the first group where like there was only one person really shilling out for their <laughs> product, as opposed to like every other time where it's kind of like, I'm trying to be a model. I'm trying to be X. I'm trying to be Y. Right. And well, being, let's... And being on Terra's House just kind of facilitates that really well because of its reach. Right.
0: Well, let, let's get into the cast itself. The, the, the first original six, I thought they did a bad job. Um, I didn't really see anybody who was too compatible with each other, with the exception of Coyote and Shohei. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then it was it was more of a will they, won't they? And that finally comes to a halt later on. I, I'm not sure if it's in part two or part. It's one. It's in part
1: two. It's when it's like the day before Carody leaves. Or right. like when show it's like it's right around when they leave, which is like mid part two, I think. Right. Or exactly. Like early on.
0: Yeah, and that was they really it was a more will they, won't they? And the reason yeah. why we learned they didn't go after each other, is because Shohei thought that Coyote was engaged and vice versa, right? Didn't Coyote yeah. think that Shohei was going out with somebody?
1: Yeah, there was some weird misunderstanding. Something has been said to them. At some point, we never get to see them learn this information. They just sort of heard through the grapevine, and they kind of implied from there. And they, that's why they never really pursued each other. But uh, early on, kind of the only one that's really identified is like Ruka being into haruka is really the only real spot we're at early on right
0: and the one thing about haruka is um, she's an established actress and she's got some pretty cool hobbies uh, you, you find out that she's a really good golfer and she's a drag racer she's but not she, a drag
1: it's like well, a no, weird but, <laughs> but like she's a, a she's weird. a race car driver yeah and but like, her, her thing is like they have to like go as close to the time or as slow as possible, or something, instead of being as fast as possible, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, that was so weird. Because in like, America,
0: it's just basically like the fastest person wins, or the yeah. person that led the most laps. Like it's, you know, it's pretty cut dry.
1: Yeah, I think it was this is more of a technical thing, but like she was always the fastest. And I was like, before you learned what the deal was, you're like, damn, she's killing it. She's amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Ruka obviously likes cars. I don't know what guy really doesn't like cars, but you yeah. know, he was really encapsulated by that. And um, the important you know,
1: thing about Ruka too, is uh, I think he's a virgin and he has like a really bad, like a tough go at talking to women.
0: Okay. So that's what I was going to say. Do you want to talk her. about Haruka or do you want to talk about Ruka first? Cause I could go all day
1: with either one of them. Oh yeah. Same. I could okay. go all day with either one. Cause Ruka a weird, he's not weird. It's, He's very good, like, a very good emotional person, like, can understand people's emotions and convey that. You see it when uh, some of the cast members leave. He's very in tune with, like, the emotional side of things. But then he's just, like, dumb as a rock everywhere else. Like, my favorite line he says is, like, when uh, Coyote leaves, she's like, yeah, I'm going to be in Italy or Paris or something. I think it was London, right? Didn't she? She's moving yeah. to London? Yeah, she's moving to Europe and homeboys just sits there and going, oh, the US, London's a lot closer to the US than it is to Japan. And you're just like, dude, what? <laughs> Why is that a I thing know. you say in this situation?
0: So, I think what's funny about Ruka is that, and this is like the worst comparison in the world, but he's like in un... A, an ungrown onion where like you see this guy and like they all comment about how good looking he is and, and how attractive he is and he's got model looks and they and all keep that stuff.
1: talking about how cute he is the panel just right. the female side especially gush how cute he is and right. every time they like cut back to the show and they, he does something i'm like what are they seeing that i'm not seeing but you but
0: the thing is well and and By the way, I showed my girlfriend some of his Instagram pictures and she's like, yeah, I get it. He's cute. Like he's not he's not going to fool anybody for, you know, what George Clooney was or any any attractive actor out there. You know, think of your your sex symbol. But like as an onion, you peel back different layers to him. And there are some more dynamic characters down the road that we'll talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, But when it just comes to Ruka, yeah, you pull out after after you see that he's he's attractive. There's really no substance yeah. there. He doesn't have any skills. Especially um, in
1: part one, he's very, he's incredibly one-dimensional. Right. Like, it, it isn't until uh, another person comes in that he really starts to actually kind of grow as a human. Right. Because he's always very wishy-washy about, like, taking English les- lessons and not really following through on it. He's kind of just goes to his job and, you know, goes out when asked. He's very standoffish and like doesn't really put himself out there, so to speak.
0: Right. No, hundred percent. And I think that's, that goes back to casting, right? Because when you look at Kenny and you look at um, at Shohei, Shohei's a hustler. I get that, but he's not really established either. And Kenny, you can just tell from the get go, is there to promote his music.
1: Yeah. So he doesn't have anybody
0: that game. like. Yeah. So Ruka doesn't have anybody that like he wants to aspire to be. Uh, yeah, at and least it early on. Help
1: that like Kenny's much older than him. and so like Ruka feels like he needs to like use him as like not as a role model but as someone to take advice from. And like Kenny just is very bad at that, right? I, maybe because he's just a shit person, but there could be another reason why, but Kenny's just not a, he's not a great influence on Ruka to really grow. It's why you see him kind of get really bashed on by the commentators because he's not doing anything. I mean, you tried to. You, I mean, he. They showed him making carbonara, and it was a psychopath in the kitchen,
0: right? Um, but you know, when you mention that too, the carbonara incident, um, I think that that's Ruka actually trying but to break know, out of his shell, right? Trying, but yeah, like, he, he failed. But listen, that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but he didn't have anybody to help him, and then they then they ragged on him.
1: Yeah. Which I, mean, I didn't like, think was cool. Like. I mean, they ragged on him, but it's like, I'm on their side, like, you, it's so easy to just look up a recipe. You know? Right. He just, like, he knew what it contained and went from there.
0: It looked terrible.
1: Like, it, I'm sorry, for me. It looked terrible. Because, like, he cracked the egg into the boiling water with pasta. Like, it <laughs> was like some weird reverse one-pot cooking for carbonara. Because, like, the egg, like, and there was no, like, pancetta or bacon in it either. It was, he had broccoli instead. It was very um, confusing.
0: You know, I'm not, I'm, I'll never be um, mistaken for Guy Fieri or anything, but yeah. I mean, even I can figure it out. And also like, I don't, you know, when you look at the house, it's a mansion. It's a beautiful house. Yeah. I assume they have wifi in there. Yeah. Like, exa- you can go on yeah, YouTube, well, people, you can go on Google. They look work it up.
1: on their phones. Like some people are working on laptops. Like Shohei is a writer. And so he's, and he obviously sends emails or like article, like what he right. writes to his, you know who he's employed by, so they have to have some way to contact you know I don't know why he just doesn't look it up,
0: right? Yeah, so that's that's my whole thing with Ruka. He, he's pretty useless in part one, and I think part of it is his fault. Part of it's the casting.
1: Yeah, um, but I, I'll get more of the blame to Ruka then. I some of it's on Ruka. Some of it's on I think Kenny really but or right. kenny and Shohei maybe but i don't know Shohei's very hard to get a read on
0: right um well we mentioned haruka earlier i think we can combine haruka and kenny because at least you know you you've mentioned this before um they seem to be really camera conscious
1: and i didn't yeah, pick up on it. like how they're did you really see consci- it? it they're really conscious because a lot of the angles like terrace house will use is the low like it's like a It's not like a bus shot, but it is a bus shot because of how they're cut off by the table. When they're sitting at the table, it'll be off center. They'll be, you know, either like off to the right or off to the left of the camera. And like the way they position themselves, especially their face and how they're like, supposedly talking to whoever they're talking to, it is very meticulous in how they're sitting and being, trying to get their best look across. And I think it's for two very different reasons. I think for Haruka, it might just be how she is naturally because of how often she works in front of a camera. And it's just kind of like, if she's in front of a camera, that's how she is. Because you can also see it in the, like, I don't know about her lips. There's something off about her lips too when she speaks, because she's very pursed up in the front of her mouth. And I don't know if that's anything, but it's something I've always noticed whenever she speaks. And Kenny too, he's very conscious, but he always wants to look good because... He wants his band to succeed or his music career to succeed. It's the only thing he really super cares about.
0: Right. And, you know, you've mentioned this too. They say that you go to terrace house to find love or, you know, to build yourself. Um, but it really is just a self-promotion marketing marketing mm-hmm. tool. Like, it really is. Um, like and they'll the deny nice... that until the cows come home. But, yeah, I, but you it's know.
1: the nicest thing to have on your resume. Especially oh, yeah. if you want to be, like, an actor or a model. It's like, that is, I, actor maybe not so much, but like, it helps you get your foot in the door because it's like if you're filming, if like you're in the process of filming when you're going in for, you know, auditions or stuff like that, that incentivizes, you know, producers or, you know, whoever's in charge to pick you because that's so much more exposure than you could ever dream of.
0: Right. And, and you see what happens even in American shows. If you have a huge Instagram
1: following. Then you can oh, come yeah. Back
0: with other companies. And, you know, that's that's extra money yeah, in your pocket.
1: TikTok, Instagram, any big social media platform.
0: Right, exactly. Um, all right, so then that leads us to uh, Risako, uh, the fitness trainer. She's 21 years old, closest in age to Ruka, and it sort mm. of looks early on that they could sort of have a romantic relationship, but yeah, ultimately they this don't. this
1: whole thing with those two early on. And I think there's also, like, in that interact, there's a specific interaction between Ruka and Risako that uh, it's like she, maybe she had been drinking or something, but they're playing cards, I think. Mm-hmm. And she says something under her breath, like, date me or something like that. Yeah. And I think that's actually, like, a mistranslation of what she actually said, which is why it's, like, it comes off very confusing when, like, nothing happens after that. Right. I don't know what the actual translation is, but it was very – it's, like, she – they make this whole point to, like, seem like they're going to date, and then some, it just doesn't happen. It kind of fizzles out.
0: Well, I think there is chemistry there. I think the oh, thing there is was that – I think Risako saw that Ruka basically immature. didn't have any potential. Yeah, right. yeah,
1: he's immature. Cuz like their first date, they like she asked him to go to a movie and his response is, "Oh, I want to see the new Detective Conan movie." And she's like, "Oh, and you want to see it uh, like anime." She, she, he wanted to go see an, an like an like an animated movie. Right. And like Detective Conan is like is a very long like I don't Quick history on Detective Conan, it's it's like one of the longest running like animes and mangas ever. It's like stupid long and it's so very popular and it's relatively for kids because it's about a kid detective. And like that's what Ruka wanted to do. And she was very like, oh, I don't know if this is what I want to do. Good on her for, you know, still going out and doing it, obviously. And she did come back saying she had a good time.
0: I think she was being nice.
1: Because she yeah, fell asleep so during like, the movie.
0: You can't say yeah, you had a good time and you fall asleep.
1: Well, fair point. Fair point. I forgot that she fell asleep.
0: She fell asleep. And then and Ruka, who, you know, the genius that he is, he's like, oh, are you cold? Is that why you're sleeping? No, she's bored. Yeah. She's bored. She doesn't want to watch a kid's movie. Like, I, yeah. I'm not going to fault the guy for wanting, like, listen, he likes cartoons. He likes manga. Good for him. Like, yeah. He likes it. You just don't take a date there. Unless, like, if she was the one that said, hey, I wanted to see Detective Conan, he, his mind would have exploded number one. And then yeah. number two would have been like, okay, cool. And then that's that's how you see things. So I think that's where he blew it with her. Um
1: but then it just got weird. And and they we didn't kept, even bring up They kept trying to like it was like a weird, not really tug of war, but like this weird emotional pushing and pulling between those two. Cause like she t- generally seemed like she wanted to take a chance, but obviously like Maybe it's just so she can go on more dates and get more screen time because that's generally how they get paid in Terrace House. Right. So it's, it's, it's maybe her vying for more screen time so she gets paid more. I don't know. But she seemed to keep wanting to have this interest in Ruka for however long she did. Right. And Ruka well, I- seemed nonplussed with being with her. Right.
0: And I didn't even I didn't, I didn't factor that into it either. Um, but listen, you know, it's still early on. It's still part one. They yeah. don't really know each other. So they're obviously attracted to each other. So you might as well um, date the person. And I'm on a whole tangent when it comes to dating. And we'll talk about that later. Um, but the, the last thing to, to end up on Ruka too, and just to show his goals that he has, um, I believe it's at the end of part one. If we're, um, we're going to wanting to
1: be a superhero, let's yes. not get into it. Because I'm oh, going no, to talk about this for 25. I'm not going to shut up about this. Because this dude home homeboys just like hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold
0: on hold on before you go into your rant just so everybody knows Ruka like we mentioned 20 years old he's a part timer working at that fitness store. Um, his goal somebody they finally asked. Um, as it is in most Terrace House episodes, they ask you, you know, where are you from? Give me your rundown and, and what are your aspirations? What are your career goals? Yeah, they and, you ask know, most people like we said on
1: the back of your baseball card. Right,
0: exactly. Um, and Ruka wants to be Spider-Man, but not like work in a Marvel movie. He wants to actually be Spider-Man.
1: He wants to be a real superhero. Yes. And well, la- No one told, like, I don't understand where the disillusionment comes from. I don't understand where he goes, no, I want to be Spider-Man, real Spider-Man. Could you imagine a 20, (laughs) could you imagine any of those fresh-faced college kids we worked with coming in and being like, oh, so why are you working baseball? Oh, you know, it's a paycheck. Really, what I want to do is be Spider-Man. You look at him and be like, all right, I can't deal with this right now. I got a 15 inning game going on. (laughs) I can't deal with someone who wants to, in real life, actually be Spider-Man. And it was like, and Ruka's dumb enough to where he'll say things with the utmost sincerity. And he right. says this, and you know, he's, you know how serious he truly is about wanting to be a superhero.
0: Right, because they laugh at him at first as if they think he's joking. Yeah. You know, because that's how I would joke. John, what do you want to be? Oh, I don't know. I'll, I'll be Superman. Like, and you know, I'm joking. Luca was, he was dead serious. This man was going to become Peter Parker and he was going to find a way to do it.
1: Yeah. He was so dead set. And like, they didn't take him seriously because, of course. And then he's like, no, I want to be a, I want to be Spider Man. And like, I can't remember what the actual like response was, but it's just like, Okay, let's never talk about this ever again. Well, and I
0: think I think it was Kyori I'm trying to remember who it was, but they were like, "Oh, do you mean like cuz when he, he he first said superhero, then he said Spider-Man. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh, do you mean like a firefighter? Do you mean like a cop? Like yeah.
1: something yeah. like that. Like an everyday superhero." And right. he was like, "No, Spider-Man." And like <laughs> they like it got to the point where they just interpret as like, "Oh, he wants to be like in action's like in action movies." You know what they, they looked do at ask him? They looked at him <laughs> like when you're
0: coming home at like two in the morning on, on, the, on the C train and somebody just
1: starts preaching. Like, oh, okay, all right. I've ne- yeah. So I've <laughs> never had preaching at two in the morning. It's always when I, always at 9 a.m. You but always you get, get that though, sermons. Like where somebody will come on and you just look away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah it's, uh, yeah, it's, you feel bad for him and then you're like, oh, this guy's just dumb. Yeah. And like, he was like, he wasn't like so much of part one. He was like such a huge focus in part one. And mm-hmm. it drove me insane. Because he agree. just wasn't doing anything. Right. Because, yeah, like, no. if anything, then just show me Shohei. Because he's also not doing anything. But maybe that's just how he lives his life. Ruka, on the other hand, is trying to be Spider Man, but he's not doing anything to get there
0: so right right exactly and then you know that that comes up in part two with ruka um let's just get to it so eventually with ruka um he admits that he wants to learn english uh,
1: yeah let's get into that because he thinks world. it's gonna help like yes yeah and also it'll help him kind of It he does change his goal in all yes. fairness he does change his goal do so he wants to be in a marvel movie right and, and so like one of that first step is to learn english so he's kind of starts taking English lessons, not really. A new housemate also does try to help him learn English as well. So there is some growth in part two that we'll get into later, but yeah. part one's a rough, but, rough go at it for Haruka. Uh,
0: right, and, you know, let, let's go into the whole Haruka-Shohei thing. So, like we mentioned, Haruka is an established actress, she, where she Shohei looked. is not.
1: Shohei is in, like, he's in, like, pink films, and if you're right. unfamiliar with that term... It's a, It's like, it's like as close to soft core as you're gonna get. They right. even show him like filming one too. But like, Shohei doesn't really take acting seriously. He's like, no, I act, but it's not like his thing. He wants to do. He's also like a writer. He does articles. Him and uh, Coyote go mm-hmm. to I forget where they go to, but he has to go there to write up a review of going there for like a day trip. And he's also a carpenter. Uh, right. So. He's like he does three jobs and like they're all like very work work your own hours type deal. Mm-hmm. And it works for his, I guess, lifestyle. And it gets on Haruka's nerves a lot that he's not in the pursuit of bettering himself in any of his one careers. He's very content with how he's living his life. And the, the main issue stems from is because in Japan... Uh, you the the reason why you really work in a specific profession is because you want to hone your like hone your knife, perfect it. You want to perfect right. your craft and have everything be as perfect in your like career as you can be. And Haruka got very was very off put by it because that's not what Chohei was doing. He was just he was living as as a like as modern as a like a a millennial living his life. You know, it is working three jobs. It is. Do, like you know doing what you want to do, but like you still have to do other things.
0: Right. No, I agree with that, and I'm I'm going to say I'm on Haruka's side with that, um, and, and not to divulge See, I'm on, too much.
1: I'm on Shohei's side.
0: Well, let me. All right, so let let me let me get my point out, and then I'll yeah. I'll, I'll certainly welcome your counter. Um, I am not saying at all that I am you know the best broadcaster ever, and I never will be. Um, But there are people that like, but I take it very seriously when I broadcast Mm -hmm. the game, when I when I when I'm on camera or when I'm doing some sort of voiceover work, I take it very seriously. Um, We've had colleagues, I'm not going to mention them by name, that have said that basically what I do is not real work and that their real job is, you know, some financial job or some job in accounting. Um, And, you know, there were times where like I'd have to cover um, for them to do um, an on air position because they got holed up at their other job and they would say oh i'm stuck at my real job i can't get there right now and it's like well what do you think i'm doing i'm taking this very seriously you know when, when it comes to me voicing things or announcing things i take the time i try to get as many anecdotes as i can i study my study my ass off so when i hear people say well this is just you know this is just a hobby for me it's like well you know that's great for you but for me i take this seriously and don't treat it like it's not a real job You know, acting, actress, you know, being an actor, being an actress, being a model. Being a model is not easy work. People think you just show up in front of a camera and you pose. No, that is not that easy. Um, So that's where I'm on her side. And that might be like one of the only times I'm ever on Haruka's side um, because I don't (laughs) like her at all. Um, But I'm curious to hear your counter to that.
1: My counter is like I like to think myself as a creative. Like I'm more of a creative mind than I'm an analytical mind. And the way I view how Shohei lives his life is he's doing – he's just pursuing things he wants to pursue, not because that's his end goal. It's just a way for him to feel fulfilled creatively, you know? Right. Like in my mind, he does those things because it's what he wants to do, and he doesn't really care about numbers, right? Like he just just wants to do it. He's more artistically driven to do it because it's where his passion lies as opposed to Haruka who's like – I do it because, A, I'm good at it, and B, it pays. And, like, I've, I oh, will always, always go on the side of, no, just do it because you're passionate about doing it. And I know you're passionate about broadcasting, but, like, he's passionate about, like, a couple of other things, much like I'm passionate right. about doing a couple of other things. It right. is is very much so being, like, you know, how everyone talks about multi-hyphenated in, like, you know, certain job aspects. It's, they look for people who can do a lot of things. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's a very different in you know japan than it is here but like i'm gonna say it as this is how i view it and it's how i view how Shohei probably views it too and i can only put it in best as our friend judge joe brown puts it when i tell him whatever i'm making something i tell him i make something and he goes why are you doing it it's gonna get demonetized and it does and i go i don't care about making money off it i don't even care if people see it i'm just making it because i want to make it and his immediate response was, you're such an artist. And it's, it's just the way it is. It's like you, you're, you're an artist in the sense of like the old ways of being an artist. It's like I'm just doing it because I want to do it. And I want people to appreciate it to appreciate it. And if they don't, they don't. And that's OK. It is very much so living your life as how you want to live it.
0: Well, yeah, no, I'm 100 percent behind that, too. And I get that. Um, and I mean, honestly, that's the reason why I started this whole podcast. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. care who listens to it or who doesn't. Yes. I would love to have, you know, a million subscribers. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm realistic. I'm just doing it because this is fun for me. Yeah. Um, I get that that uh, argument.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's the way he always argued it. It was just like, he wasn't focused. It's not like he was never focused, not focusing on it. It's just, it's what he wants to be doing as opposed to, I need to be, Laser focus, and maybe also it could be a little bit of ADHD. Who knows?
0: It could be. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a doctor, I can't speak to that, but yeah. Um, I, I do find it interesting though with Haruka that she sort of has the same argument that the sad samurai had in Aloha State <laughs> to uh to Yuya, who um, you know, a little backstory there. Yeah, uh, Yuya sad Samurai Takeshi, my favorite character ever, by the oh, way. How um, can
1: you not like Guy?
0: Okay, first off, first off, okay, all right. Here's a little side tangent. Guy was, I loved Guy, I do. I, I, Guy, I, I, I stood for Guy, but I watched for the Sad Samurai. Like he was the reason I watched it because I had to see.
1: He became the main character.
0: Yes, I had to see him cry. I had to. (laughs) That was my whole thing. I just had to see him cry. I didn't root for him. I couldn't stand. I hate watched for him but like I he was so interesting I had to watch no he
1: he was very interesting he was like it was like why a lot of people cared and like they all made it a point to it to like be like they make a point whenever he cries he he's looks ugly and he cries a lot but he's also like the most interesting person in that house in terms of you know try because he like went on for like the real reason why you go on Tara's house it's yes. to find true love. And he bought like, into it. it. He bought into it because he didn't, like, he was an actor, but he's like, no, I'm not going over there to act. I'm going to find someone I want to be in love with. Right. He took it very seriously, which was very appreciative at the time because, like, Aloha, like, let's, like, Aloha State suck. There was, like, there were, like, three people who were, like, generally good on the show or, like, you know, it, who seemed like okay people.
0: Three or four. Right. Well, okay, so but anyway, just to to wrap up on this point, there's a point where um, I'm just going to call him the samurai (laughs) because because after he would cry, then there would be a montage of him practicing samurai moves (laughs) to cope with it. So that's why they called him the sad samurai. And, and, you know, Yuya was another aspiring actor who, you know, wanted to be in uh, in different franchises. I think he actually mentioned like Marvel at one point, like he he
1: mentioned that. I I, don't remember. Like, like, yeah, he, I gotta, he was actively taking English lessons, but he was, like, a bad student. He was like he was okay, a bad student. College. He was
0: disinterested. Yeah, he didn't yeah. care. And then one day uh, Takeshi just gets, gets up, walks into his, you know, like, calls him <laughs> yeah. out of his bedroom and just, like, chastises him in the basement. It's like, why don't you ever come up to me to ask for advice? Why aren't you doing this? Blah, 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 yeah. blah. And, and it's just like, first off, Takeshi, you know, you're not Brian Cranston. You know you're not James Gandolfini. Everybody relax here. All right? And That's number 1. But number 2, it brings you back to Haruka and Shohei because it's like why do the established actors have to feel have to make it known that they are established actors and you should be more like me and they get mad when it's like why aren't you asking me for advice or why aren't because you it, more seriously
1: It's it's, it's the it, because it's the, you know, it's the senior junior relationship in Japanese culture is what it is. Okay. It's because it's always supposed like, the seniors are always like, or senpais, however you want to describe it. They're like, it's never about bringing them down saying you can't make it just so you know, you can have more work, you know, as a selfish reason. It's always like you want to be a guiding force for people. And I think a lot of the times it's people like the juniors have to go out of the way to ask for it, as opposed to the seniors making it a point to But if they see people not really, you know, push for that, I can understand where it can come off as, why aren't they asking me for help? I, like, I know what to do. Why aren't they, like, using me as, like, a way to help them? So I can see where it's frustrating, but I think, like, Haruka picked the wrong horse to fight, you know? Yeah. Because, like, Shohei was, like, he was he's just in generally fine with where he's at. Like, say Ruka wanted to be, like, he came in saying, "I want to be an actor. I don't care what I'm acting in." Instead of, "Oh, whatever dreamland he's in," and like he never goes to Haruka for help. I can, uh, I would justify her anger more, but she's right. more angry at Shohei for being multifaceted career-wise as opposed right. to focusing in on one thing. Okay. Um oh, so to- we. I, I was going to say about, uh, since you brought up Aloha State and we're on Haruka, I guess we should talk about uh, the ukulele player. From right, Aloha Eden State. Kai, that.
0: All right, so you read he, my mind, so he comes yeah, back, yeah. yeah.
1: he He's in a couple episodes, and like, you know, I just in general, like, he, he served no purpose, but I don't know why they kept showing him. Because, like, I guess he was interested in, in Haruka. It was very evident to see. And it looked like Haruka was like generally trying to like see if she can feel a connection for him at some point. Right. But like it, there, there never seemed any real chemistry except that like Ian and Kai was just attracted to her. So uh, I, have,
0: I have a whole the way that you feel about Ruka and his aspirations to be. Spider Man is how I feel about eating Kai or Yusuke, as he's called. Eating yeah. Kai is a stage name. All right, so here, here's but my Eden whole thing. Eating
1: Kai's with... like generally like he's very talented.
0: Yes. Well, All right. So, so number one, he's better than Kenny. Like you can listen to Kenny's oh, like music. 100%. Like he 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 like... runs circles around him. Yeah. And I think when that episode aired, like I think eating Kai. I'm just gonna call him eating Kai yeah. I think he. I think he's 21 now, right? Yeah. Like he was on Hello State when he was
1: 18. He was, uh, he was graduated high school, I think, in yeah. Aloha State. And then he yeah. was doing a lot of touring for some competitions and stuff during Aloha right. State.
0: So let's be, let's be over generous. Let's say he's 22 years old, which yeah. I don't believe he is. And I should look this up. Um, I'm going to actually look this up right I'm now. I'm looking it up right okay. now. You can keep Perfect. Going. But anyway, so he's at least 10 years younger than Kenny. Yeah. And he's so much more talented than Kenny.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, he is number 10 one. Years but, okay, so all right, so he is twenty one. Yeah. Um, but with that said, um, he also and, and this is just me doing my own research and all this. He's definitely drinking the Terrace House Kool Aid because he's been on podcasts and he's been. And, and that's the thing too is that we really don't get to hear these these yeah. cast members on podcasts because yeah. um, I don't speak Japanese. I don't understand Japanese. So, uh, um,
1: if, and uh, and uh, even Kai speaks
0: English. Yeah.
1: yeah. Lauren size also has done a lot of podcasts about Terrace House, and well, she has been very, it. yeah, she has been very vocal about how manufactured a lot of it is. Right, it is. You're saving interactions. They tell you to save interactions. Right. So a lot of the time, when you're in the house, you're not talking to everyone else in the house because the producers are like, "Save it for when we can stage it properly." Right. Correct. It's why it's why she gets mad about. Uh, another background on Aloha State. Uh, Eden Kai Yusuke was attracted to Lauren Sai. Understandably so. She was incre- she's incredibly talented as a painter, as an artist. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, like they kept goading Yusuke on to ask her out. And like the girls were doing it, too. Despite the fact that Lauren had explicitly told them she doesn't like him, I don't want to have to say no to him. She didn't want to be the bad person. And so right. it's why she it's why she was very labeled very early on as like a cold person because she was very cold on the date. And when you hear that, you go, no, now I understand why she's like this. I don't know if they've like buried the hatchet or whatever there's any like friction between those two, but I well, see I where she's coming from.
0: I don't think there's any friction between Yusuke and Lauren, but I think there's yeah. friction between Lauren and Tara's house. Um, yes. and 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 to that end, those those two characters those two castmates are at the different spectrum of each because lauren wants nothing to do with tara's house yeah. now whereas yusuke is drinking the kool-aid and selling it like yeah. he is he, in every interview like there are things that they'll ask him like oh so how often was the crew around and he won't answer it you know um and lauren's the one that came out and said they were only around like maybe three hours a night. Yeah, that, exactly. You know, so that's why we were in our room and we really didn't develop a chemistry, which yeah. also shame on you. Like when the cameras aren't there, like, don't you want it? Like you're, you're living with these people, like yeah, make I a know. friendship anyway. Like you yeah. don't have to you don't have to go out with everybody. But, you know,
1: you can at least like be
0: cordial and yeah, friendly exactly. and do stuff, you know, like go get but coffee. I, I,
1: stuff, do, I do wonder if they were afraid, you know, probably of, like what breaching contract, however, the contracts, you know, labeled right. and all that stuff. Maybe it was different because, like, Hawaii's U.S. territory and, like, contracts were different there. I don't know. I'm not going to get into that. But, yeah, Eden Kaya still was, like, he kept showing up. And there was no real reason. It didn't, like, develop anything. Because, except for that, I don't know why they had that disappointing shot of him at the fireworks festival.
0: So the crazy thing about that was that I'm trying to remember what happened. But he asked
1: her... He yes. Right, so first, like, she, so she yeah. she goes to his apartment to play guitar or something because mm-hmm. she bought a guitar because she wanted to learn to play the guitar, and they're doing that whole thing. There's another point where you know U.S.K. comes to you know Tara's house to play with Kenny, do a jam session, and then you know she goes there, and as she's leaving, you know God bless Eden Kai for shooting his shot. Respect him. Yeah. He goes, hey, there's the uh firework festival for something. Probably to reign in the uh, new year. Uh not the uh, you know, New Year's, New Year's that we all have, but uh maybe the new Emperor, all that stuff. Uh whatever. And like he's like, if you want to go watch the fireworks me, I'd really like that. And like, but he doesn't really like push any because he doesn't want to push her into something she doesn't want to do, obviously. But he right. give puts the invitation out there, and you know, I don't know why. I don't know why they had to use this footage. It's beyond me. Because it's super depressing. Because it's him at the festival by himself, kind of looking around. And then the fireworks go off. And it's a really long shot, super long wide shot of him in the dark as the fireworks go off and he walks away.
0: But didn't she agree to go out with somebody too?
1: She was like... I think she was like, uh, this is getting into the whole people getting into Kenny, which, you know.
0: No, but, but my get. thing is like, I thought they shot that in a way of like, on one hand, she was rejecting Yusuke, and the other hand, accepting somebody else. I think she was Didn't going Kenny ask her like, out?
1: Going, no, I think she was going to like a Kenny show or something. Okay. It was something to do with Kenny, because there's that whole fucking Kenny, Risako Haruka deal. That's the most interesting thing in part one that we're ever going to get to
0: well and that's that's exactly the next point that i was going to get into so the relationships right so like we mentioned earlier uh, ruka and risiko were the two closest in age i think they're only they're 11 they're months year. apart
1: yeah um, they're like a
0: yeah right um and then risiko like we mentioned is 21 years old 10 years younger than kenny but she's yeah. into him, and obviously Kenny's only interested in his music and stuff. And yeah. like he kind of strings her along and doesn't. And this creates this whole love
1: triangle. Um, what did you think of it? Why are they so into Kenny? He I know. seems like I'd rather just watch a wet piece of bread mold over a span of five days than watch anything that has to do with Kenny. Because he was just so uninteresting. Like, the most interesting thing that happened with him is when he got drunk one night, came home and said, man, I fucking hate my band. I don't want to have to practice with my band. I'm like, why are you saying this now when all you're here to do is wear your, like, band's merch Mm -hmm. and promote your band? And that's why Haruka kind of gets off the Kenny train. Right. But, like, there's this big triangle. And, like, Props to, you know, Risiko. It's why I started to like her less. You know, she used how her information. She played a dirty game and won, obviously. Because she kind of ousted Haruka's feelings to Kenny in a very sly, like, well, don't you like Kenny? And she's like, oh, no. I'm looking at the episode right here. And it's the shot of her uh, being ousted. And it's super funny to look at. And, uh she gets very like defensive, like, why would you, why would you like, it's it's a very much a, like, why would you express my feelings without me wanting you to do that? And it's a way for Risako to kind of go like, well, if you're not serious about it, I'm more serious about my feelings for Kenny. Cause I'm, she was very more upfront about having, you know, being, having shown it for Kenny. And right. you know, the way Kenny dealt with all of this was just kind of sit there and not do anything. He was, like, he's so passive-aggressive and just didn't want to say anything about anything. And he kind of just leaves, and they get into this big argument about why would you do, like, it was a whole back-and-forth between. so it was like, why would you do this? And Haruka starts crying, understandably so. Right. Well, and, let's... like, she, she goes to leave, and, like, Risaka looks like she had just won the big fight, which right. she did. right. Well, let's, okay, so let's not
0: gloss over the fact uh, that there was a big fight. So, you know, I mean, you can probably speak more to this than I can, but, you know, Japanese people are not known to be as boisterous as everybody is in the Western world. I'm gonna say Um, this,
1: let me say this. The Yamamoto side of my family is very much so. Hey, uh, everything you're feeling, keep it inside your stomach and then one day you'll die. It is very like, internalize everything, don't show weakness.
0: Right, so when the two of them actually do go at it, it's, it's like one it's of the, the first time it's ever happened in Terrace
1: House. I'm sorry, say it again. It's one of the more aggressive fights you'll see in like in Japan, in like verbal fights. I mean,
0: right? Yeah, and and I think Risiko comes off as the winner in the oh, fight. She,
1: she um, comes out the winner in her goal, but like that made me start to like her a lot less. I'll say that.
0: Yeah. But you know, I didn't like the way that I didn't like the way that Haruka handled it. Um I oh, think, yeah. I mean I think the whole Instagram thing is petty. It's like you want to follow, so who cares? Yeah, you know, yeah I have close yeah. friends that I don't follow on Instagram.
1: And like um, whenever they brought it up, Haruka was like, Oh, it was like uh, it was an accident. I thought this and that. And Risa was like, Oh, but I thought this. It was like every point out after that, it was always felt like treading on broken eggshells or something. Because they didn't like they never really like patch things up it was more like we'll just be living with each other in contempt and that's okay
0: right and i mean like they yell which was something that you don't see yeah um, and i think there was at a point where haruka was like well let's just let i'm gonna paraphrase here i'm, I'm watching the scene now Actually, i have it on okay. in the background but it's like uh she basically says like let's let's have bygones be bygones or you know like i'm sorry or like she's expecting a sorry and yeah. and Risa goes like, no, I'm not sorry. Like fuck no. you. Like <laughs>
1: I'm not Risa Ko's like such a like in a different mold from everyone else. Yes. Like in like in like culture wise. She yeah. is very like independent woman, like I'm gonna express how I feel. Right. Like, like very verbally. And like she's gonna use, you know, how she acts in her sponsors. It's also like you can also kind of see based on the way she looks, maybe it's because she was a gadu at some point. It's the way I look at it. Right, uh, yeah. Because yeah. I'm watching then, like,
0: it that... now and, uh, I'm sorry, I'm watching yeah. it now and Risiko is saying to her like, well, what did you want me to do? You know, you could have denied it in front of him. You could have done all of this stuff. Yeah. I thought Risiko was bad. Like, I, I is the reason why they got into the fight and I thought she was wrong oh, for yeah. that. But yeah. she won the fight.
1: Yeah, because like, she, she wanted to win, Ob- yeah. Yes. Like all respects to her, she got what she wanted in the end. Right. As like manipulative as she did it, like she got what she wanted. Mm-hmm. And, like, is, and then, like, this is, I'm going to keep going on my Kenny bashing train. Let's do like, it. like, Haruka starts to cry because, like, it turned out so, like, it looks like everything derailed. Like, it was such a snowball effect for her. Right. And, like, I don't know who, I don't, I can't remember exactly how it happens. I don't know if she goes into the boys' room to talk to Kenny about this or how Kenny goes to her. But she's crying. And Kenny is so shitty, he's like, Oh, you were crying, oh, and like she's like bearing her her soul to him, and like he's just lounging on the couch in the most disinterested fashion you'll ever see anyone yeah. in someone in a, in a very emotional state, and he seemed to not care, because generally Kenny just didn't care about anyone else.
0: Yeah, I'm playing it now, so. So um so Haruka goes to Kaori. Um oh no, wait a minute. Okay, never mind. I skipped I skipped way too far ahead. Okay, so after that they have the panel, the panel talks about it, whatever. Um oh Risiko goes into Kenny's room and she says, um well now she's asking where Haruka is. Um and you know, now she apologizes for bringing Kenny into all of this. Um you know that how she she let Haruka's feelings it's, slip, but you're right. Yeah, like, he, it's, it's he does not care.
1: He doesn't care, right? Like and like you see, like him trying to pretend to care when he starts courting Risako in part two, but right. it's many just to be like. It's also very evident that he's clearly you know reading online forums about Terrace House because like everyone, it was there was a very general dislike for Kenny. And so he tried to, like, put on a show to be like, oh, but, like, I care. And so that's why he was doing a lot of things for Risako. And it was just he was very uh, just playing the game, but playing it very poorly.
0: Right. No, I mean. um, All right. So let's let's get back to that now. So let's let's put a bow on part one. So Mm -hmm. your winner and lose your winners and losers
1: of uh, part one. Uh, Kenny's the
0: loser. Kenny, Kenny is the number one loser in my book.
1: No, oh, um, man. Ruka's the loser.
0: See, I think
1: uh, you know what? Yeah, Ruka's the loser in part one because there's there's not much redeem. Like he tries, like he goes from like each girl saying he has some form of attraction to them, and like each girl says the same thing. It's like, oh, Ruka's just kind of too immature, and I don't really want to be with. Except Risako, but she kind of just jumps off early, but it's like, it's all generally like he's kind of immature. He's very, there's something, there's something off about him. Not, not that like, I don't know what, but it's like he, they don't, they feel like they're always talking to a little brother as opposed to like a potential lover. And that is why he kind of always like, he'll puts in an effort, but like there was like, Oh no, thanks. And he kind of ends up with nothing.
0: See, I think Kenny's, I think Kenny's a loser, and this might just sound like a I dumb think answer Kenny's to me.
1: Just a loser in life.
0: But I think I think he's a loser because, yes, I understand what this show is and a vehicle that it can be for you. Yeah.
1: But you know, you don't
0: have to show it to me. Like, come on, Kenny. Like, you need to be a little more yeah. swamped than that. Um, I enjoyed that Ruka at least like tried. Fair. Her on, and you saw fair. some things with her, uh, with him. Uh, I, I just, there was nothing redeeming yeah. about Kenny. I didn't think it's he was that great fair. of a musician. That's completely um,
1: fair. And like, I just couldn't understand. Cause like, I think Kaori also mentioned she had some attraction to Kenny. And right. like, I every time it was brought up, I would just scream, what is it? What am I missing here? Cause I must've been missing something. Because right. like everything we heard about Shohei after the fact, I was like, Shohei was probably the best of the three guys there. But, like, you never saw Shohei because yes. Shohei was the, like, he was the most human out mm-hmm. of them all. Which is why you never saw him because he was, like, he he marched to the beat of his own drum, you know? Right. Um, Whereas Kenny was playing the game, it was so upfront about it, it was very disgusting.
0: Yeah, for me, Kyori's the winner. Um, she had to put up with all the bullshit.
1: yeah. I mean, oh, like, so what do we mean win by that. winner and, loser. and, and I mean, like, I I'd but... argue Risako is the winner as much as I dislike Risako. She got what she wanted between, like, however, whenever the Kenny thing started, she got what she wanted at the end. Okay, which was like Kenny's attention.
0: Yeah. All right. No, I could, I could, I could see that. Um, so now, all right. So we shift over to part two, um, which is episodes twelve through twenty-four. Yeah. Um, see some departures. Um, I yeah, guess we, we can we can piggyback on we. Well, let's let's piggyback on on Kenny and Risako. Which there's this now big you back can probably right. It's a it's a will they won't they type thing, but none of them really seem to be into each other at the same time. I don't yeah. think Kenny was ever
1: into her. I don't know um, Kenny like it was so, it, like it, he was playing a weird like not like the Terrace House game, but just like a weird courtship game like it was very clear and i think risako had even said this he was like oh i would just be happy if kenny would court me for forever
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh it, in general it was just like he like he took credit for just ma- writing a song for her when it was both uh him and shohei i think who did it right because he was just doing everything to make him seem like a better person than what he had portrayed himself as beforehand
0: Here's the question that I have about their relationship, or I guess just relationships in general in Japan, because I'm noticing a a theme in in Terrace House when it comes to dating and and being exclusive. How do they view dating over there? Like, do they just view dating as you're exclusive to one another or just occasionally getting drinks? Because I think we've seen numerous breakups where um, the the male will ask uh, the female – uh, hey, I'd like to get to know you, I want to date you. And and the female's excuse is always, well, I don't know you and I don't know you enough to date you. And it's like, well, isn't that the point of dating to get to yeah. know somebody? So mm-hmm. is it different now? Out- like, I don't, I, I, I just don't know.
1: I think it's just different just because it's Terrace House, so it's like you're more incentivized to go out with people. So like, I think whatever, if you're viewing like relationships in Japan under the microscope of Terrace House, I think that's doing an injustice for how it's how regular right. people would go about yeah. it because like you're getting to know these people anyways. And so like, and if you want to get paid, sure. Just go out with them. If mm-hmm. that's, you know, uh, in terms of exclusivity, I think at some point it's, I mean, let's like here. I think it's something that, you know, is brought up in right. a conversation because that was a whole thing. in opening new doors was the Senna. Um, or Sena mm-hmm. And the dude who cried a lot And the hot boy The boy toy right. There was a whole thing with them So like I think it's always a discussion But I don't know how it is over there Because look I don't Pay attention too much to relationship stuff Because that stuff goes over my head In general right.
0: Yeah. Um, so there are some departures In part two uh, You mentioned Shohei before Shohei just leaves in the middle of the night
1: um, no, no, so Risako and Kenny leave first, right? Okay, so, if so you it, want to redo that and restart, yeah, that. yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so part two, okay, so part two, there's some departures there. Uh, Kenny and Risako leave at the it, same episode, and it's sort yeah, of
1: alluded that they might give their relationship a chance, yeah. It's it's to, Kenny was going to go on tour, so for him, it didn't make sense for him to keep being there. And he gave, like, it was a weird, bizarro ultimatum he gave to Risako. And she was like, I guess I'll go to give it a shot. And I have no idea what happened after that. And honestly, I don't really care. Because, boy, we get the most important character in Terra Sal's part two. Pepe shows up. It's yes. incredible. He, like, it was, like, like, I mean, like, and Emika also shows up. And she's rather important, too, with the whole scandal mm-hmm. thing with that. But, like, Pepe was such a breath of fresh air in like in the stalled out cast that wasn't really like interesting. They were just kind of going through motions. Whereas like Pepe had like was oozing with charm and personality and charisma. Mm-hmm. It was just like, all right, what's the deal here? I'm here. I, I'm, I'm going to make my own manga. But like, what's the deal with everyone else? And it was like he was very like, it's where you start to see the change in Ruka. Because Ruka's like, oh, I'm trying to learn English. And the like, I learn English. I know English. I can help you learn English. So he yeah. starts like trying to make Ruka say kind of, he'll throw like English phrases out to make Ruka like hear them and understand them. And like he brings a lot of energy. Like my fa- like you, you get like the sort of energy he's gonna bring the first time he shows up to the house, which is you know, rings the doorbell and he enters. The way it works when someone leaves and then you get a new cast member. They'll like ring in whoever's there lets them in and that's how they meet. And he walks in and he's like, whoa, this house is way different than – he's like, it's a very Italian house. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you're Italian? He's like, yes. And he sits down in the talking and he goes, oh, forgot to take my shoes off. right, Which is a big no-no in Japan. And they're all like, oh, they all start laughing and he kind of like bashfully runs away, like, you know, goes to fix mm-hmm. it. And you're like, wow. We're already off to a better start here than before.
0: So they always have those cutscenes with the new members, where mm-hmm. the new members will be talking to their friends or they'll be talking to their family, saying, yeah, "Hey, yeah. I, I just got chosen to be part of Terrace House." Uh, and I'm listening to it, and I was like, "Wait a minute, that language sort of sounds familiar." And I was like, "Is this guy Italian?" You know. And then you see his features from behind. I'm like, "Oh, this is yeah. this is a Western-looking guy. This is a white guy." Yeah. Um, this is the first time that they've had a non- uh, like. How can I say this? Because Lauren wasn't Japanese, but obviously she she's Asian. She was a, she Chinese. She's um, yeah. Is this the first non-Asian cast member they've had? Yes. Okay. All right, but yeah, like you so, said,
1: but like he was uh, like he was just like the like maybe like you know two white pe- like but like he's the first fully foreign dude yes. in some capacity. Yes. Yeah, because you know, like even Armin, Armin was
0: half Japanese. A lot of them are yeah. half Japanese.
1: A lot of them um, are half, and like, like right. you learn that very quickly because for Pepe, his first like interact, like you hear the first time you hear him speak is him talking to his mother in Italian. Yeah, and so that's where you go. Oh, this is like it's like I told my mom. I told my mom, it's like because I was way ahead of everyone. I told my mom, I was like yeah an italian guy like a full italian guy is gonna be on the show and she's like what she was like what like yeah. how she was, he asked me so she She's like, how long has he been there what is he doing there because you think he's just only he but he has been in japan for like a couple years now so and he speaks japanese very well so it's just very surprising that like obviously also he is a model of because of course he is yeah yeah so, but
0: like you said, like him coming in—that's a home run. That's a grand slam. Oh my um, god! It, he it was, and, and he's just—he was a genuinely nice guy. It was a breath of fresh air. He, um, and his manga so, looks really a fit. like he—he—he's the real deal. Yeah, he comes he, in speaking Japanese. Like he is manga. They—they they instantly really like it. Yeah. Um, he's the guy that you can rally behind right away.
1: Yes, I re- it I really really liked Pepe. I was like, maybe it's because also like everyone else in the house was like. I know I like Shohei, but it was, like, everyone else was just, like... Ve- it was very, like, tepid water. And mm-hmm. then, like, Pepe shows up and it's like, all right, let's get a jacuzzi in here and let's fucking party. Right. Because he, he like, he does everything... He does a lot so well in terms of, like, coming into the house. Mm-hmm. And I but guess I- we're also overlooking cup, but <laughs> she shows up. Well, hold on. Yeah, yeah Emeka, I mean... She really... shows up in the same episode, too.
0: Yeah, yippee. Um, no, mm. I, I, I have... Uh, my girlfriend kids me. I have a love fest for Pepe. I love the guy. He's my oh, favorite I character of all of them. Pepe's amazing. Um, but the thing, too, with Pepe is that you could tell he's got a chip on his shoulder. Every scene, you see him in the background. He's working on his manga. He's a, he's yeah. a ridiculously hardworking guy. Mm. Um, Very and,
1: diligent. Very diligent.
0: Yes. And like I said... I don't know what his comics say. I can't read the kanji. Mm-hmm. I can't read um, <laughs> the Japanese script. But based on all their reactions, whether they're, they're faking or not, he's a pretty popular guy. Um, yeah. And they seem to like his work. And mm-hmm. so it's inspiring to see him actually go on the show and say, yeah, I want to make it as a manga artist. I freelance as a model because I need to pay the bills. Yeah. But this he's is what I want to do. I see him yeah. do it.
1: He's very genuine. He's like, yeah, because like everyone who comes on Terrace House is like, Oh, I'm a model, and it's just like, oh, okay. But Pepe was very funny. It's like I'm a model because right now it's it's helping me pay bills. I'm right. an assistant at for someone else for for I think he was an inkist maybe yeah. on another manga. And then he was like, but my manga had just been picked up, so I'm doing my first chapter, and I can't wait to do it. Yeah, right. and like you said, he's a he's a very he's someone you want to get behind and like root for.
0: What I liked about him is that he's not a playboy
1: exactly because everyone because that was the uh notion even the panel had brought it up they were like oh here's oh an italian guy he might be a player and they were like very wishy-washy about him and he goes just like oh yeah uh i'm fucking awkward around women one mm-hmm. and two uh, i would like for people to not think that about italian people that they're right. all players and he was like i want to kind of you know break uh, like you know break the stereotype
0: right yeah, no, he he is he he's amazing. I love the guy. Yes. Um, and God I don't, bless
1: him, because man, that that was it was a drag until he's he the only up. guy
0: that I that I follow because I want to follow, him, not to like do research. Yeah, um, he is. He's he's very inspiring, um, yeah. and and I like him. And we'll get into him more in a second. Um, then that also brings in two athletes, two professional athletes. Uh, yeah, this Otali. is after and this is after Pepe uh, comes. Uh, Emeka is also there. And and
1: Kyori a, uh, is a uh, yeah yeah kairi leaves to go to london uh ruka says the classic line oh london a lot closer to the united states than it is to japan like some yes. kind of weird yes, ruka, psychopath. It is. <laughs> like, that's like weird the line. statement to say that's like the and, line yo uh,
0: where um where where uh, tristan just brings up in a few hours the sun will rise when like yeah. the whole
1: world is like you know crashing before yeah exactly but like like also Shohei leaves and Shohei leaves in the most Shohei fashion, which is yeah. just, yeah, I'm not telling you one. I'm just gonna leave in the middle of the night and uh, <laughs> catch you guys later. And everyone yeah. just wakes up. Like I know Pepe had only been there for like a couple days, but he's like and he was like he was generally excited to like get to know everyone with like coyote too. And like there was some friction between Pepe and Coyote a little bit, which I could get into. But like, like he, they all wake up, and it's, like, Shohei written on the blackboard. Oh, yeah, I left. Later, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: He was like, – Shohei seems like a guy that, like, you could call up, you, you hit him up, you, you, go, you go out for drinks, you, you just yeah. hang with him. him and Kyori, they both seem like really cool people you can yeah. just hang with, um, but they're yeah. not good for the show.
1: No. And, like, like the whole thing with Kyori and uh, Pepe was that she felt so intimidated by Pepe. Yes. because like she, she she that's when she started to feel insecure about her art because she was I think she had mentioned during that time she was like yeah uh, like I feel like I'm only and like in graphic designer as an artist because I got lucky like I feel like my drawings aren't great but I just got lucky whereas Pepe was like he was very he's he's way the opposite he's hardworking he works on like he's Trying to get to where he wants to go, whereas Kairi kind of fell into where she wanted to go and she started right. to feel unsure about herself as an artist, which is why yeah. she leaves to go to London.
0: Right. So that puts the bow on Barry, um, Shohei, Kenny, and, and Risako. Yeah, it right. Needs so the new cast two is... of the
1: original six. Right. And um, we, get, um, we get Emika, whatever. We get Pepe, uh, not whatever right now, but we get Pepe, we get uh, Rideo Tawatari, who is yep. a basketball player for like the B League a little, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hannah. And Hannah, Hanna, the wrestler. Uh, Kimuda, who's like a, a big time wrestler. Yes.
0: Yeah, right. and she's she's really popular. I liked Hannah. I mean, I still like her. Uh, I'm not, you know, she, not to spoil anything.
1: She gets a little, she gets a little. Th- Weird for me, if that makes any sense. Why? Like, I because she's also like I've never had a relationship and all that stuff, so she's very like clingy and like a little more like like attentive, attentive mm-hmm. to like because like she like there's this whole thing between her and Rio, but uh, Rio is uh, into Emika and like the way like like you can just see the way Emika and Hannah interact with Rio. It's very different. And if you can kind of see how Hannah comes off a bit off in terms of like interacting with people, they might like and showing feelings and all that stuff. Whereas Emika is very much so like, as the panelists had put it, she's very like alluring and sexy. Right. There's that whole line when she's talking to um, Shohei, I think this is early on. She's like, Or someone, it's someone who is sitting on the couch, and she kind of like leans on the railing of the stairs, and she kind of looks down, and it's like, "Are you drinking a beer?" And she, and he's like, "Oh no, I'm not drinking that." And she's like, "But what about like if I have one?" And she's like, "It's like it's a very coaxing and very alluring." This I can see where the attraction comes from, and so that's where we get into her, and I guess she's a flight attendant or something. I don't know, right. Yeah. But
0: like you say, I mean, she doesn't really move the needle for me, Emeka. Um, Uh-oh. Like, like there's I mean, a I... Whole,
1: there's a whole conspiracy with her. It's hilarious.
0: Okay. Um, well, go ahead, Dish.
1: Um, so remember when she goes out with Rio to the sushi bar, I think. Yes. And like she goes back home and she's like, I'm so happy. And mm-hmm. like she had lost her earrings. Right. And people were very much so like, why would she take off her earrings at any point? Mm-hmm. Because why would you take off your earrings to eat sushi? And then like people got really fucking weird. Like during like shots of Rio playing basketball, they're like, why does Rio have like these dark spots on his like neck and body now? Mm-hmm. Alluding to it was Hickey's placed by Emika. Very hilarious that people were going so far to uncover something that may or may not have been there.
0: I will say this. There are love hotels in Tokyo. Yes. You know, um, and yes. if you want to look them up, uh, go on Google. Just Google love hotels. Yeah, yeah um, well,
1: you know, hotels are essentially love hotels here.
0: That's true, too. Like, that's who are we too. joking? Right, I guess. But, you know, love hotels, three hours in and out. Okay, that's it. and
1: like, now looking this up, now looking at it, it was, uh, Hadouka went out with Pepe. And, like, right. they didn't go out at all they were just at that drinking on the roof of the house and Eden Kai was watching the fireworks by himself. That's what it was. Okay.
0: Yeah. 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 So that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, like that scene to me was set up as to like, she was rejecting Eden Kai, who, mm-hmm. you know, the producers tried to put back into the show. Yeah. And then she was pursuing this new thing with Pepe. Cause um, let me
1: say, I was rooting for Pepe and Haruka the whole time. I was so on board. I was like, yeah, let's get it guys.
0: Yeah. No, me too. Me too, hundred like, percent. I, I had done eating Kai. Pie. I don't wanna yeah, I don't wanna do it that. I was anymore.
1: the most invested in a relationship I've been in Terrace House for a while. Because <laughs> like opening new doors never had a rela- like it had like it had one relationship I cared about, but then they left because they got together and I'm like, Oh, that's fine. Right. But like there was no one else relationship I care about. I was like, no. Pepe Haruka, I'm on board, let's get this done. Can we talk about
0: another relationship that I love that involves Pepe? Sure, I love the bromance between Pepe and Rio. Oh,
1: oh my God, I know
0: that is the true romance of the show.
1: Like I <laughs> yeah. want a guy
0: like that, like that, like like I'll go to war for either so, one of those guys. They're
1: both so supportive of one another. It's yeah. insane. They're both like, like Pepe's like I want to come watch you play basketball, but I'm so busy with my manga, and he's like, Yeah, but I want you to finish your manga because I want to read it. It's gonna be great. It's like. It's so, like, wholesome. Right. Because, like like, like, like I said with Pepe, he brought in a lot of, like, energy. Rio also brought in, like, a different energy, but, like, yes. also, it was still a good energy that was needed.
0: So, I, all right, I'll talk about Rio's energy in a second because there are some little things there. But, like, you yeah. even see just, just Pepe, like you, like you mentioned, he, he's helping Ruka with his English. Rio yeah. also speaks English, which I yeah. did some research and all that. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, speaks yeah. very well English. Yeah, like, his English is so, very so, well,
1: and, and he's got yeah, slang he in can, there, too. Yeah, because uh, when they when uh, Rio shows up, they they teach Ruka about bros before Hoes. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that very specifically. And like they even walk out, and Ruka, because he has no brain in his skull, right. says that out loud with all the girls around, <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> "It's like, what are you teaching this kid?" Right,
0: right, and and what's funny is like. Like, I just like them walking around the house and like Pepe is teaching him. He's like, yeah. he's saying in English to Ruka, I am walking upstairs, you know, yeah. and like he's teaching Ruka and Rio is there to support them.
1: Yeah. And like, also oh, good on Rio for like, kind of like going, like looking at the kitchen going, why are there just dishes piled up? And then That's going what to I the bathroom. Say. And he's yes. like, why is this bathroom so dirty? And he would go out and just like, how you, how can you live like this? Please clean up. Because he was like, "I'm not. I refuse to clean up. Because this isn't my mess. You guys have to do it."
0: And Rio, we should mention, is only 26 years old. Yeah, you know, he's not like you would think. If there's anyone to say that, it would have been Kenny or Coyote because they were the oldest ones. Yeah. No, And Rio, right off the bat, like, he doesn't he know he them or like, anything.
1: Yeah, he was like in day two of living in the house, and he was just like, "I right, no, nope, I have to say something." Yeah. I guess we should go by, say, their ages, huh? We didn't do that for these oh, people. Yeah. Pepe's 27. Uh, Emika's 21, which is what. Oh, God. I'm going to go into the whole. Oh, no, we missed it. Was it. So when uh, Ruka starts drawing and he writes someone's name as okay, like yeah, some yeah, lunatic, yeah. is that Emika or is that Kyoti? No, it was Emika. Okay, cool. Then we don't have to. I could still talk about that insanity. Yeah, uh, so, uh, twenty six, like you said, and Hannah's twenty two.
0: Yeah, so just to, just to put a bow, um, my favorite relationship of the entire Terrace House series is Pepe and Rio. Oh,
1: it's great. Um,
0: I, you know, I I'll go to war for either one of those guys. You know, I want I want a guy like that that I could just like is so supportive of me and
1: yeah, each I know, other. Yeah. And like when uh, as like an antidote, uh, when uh, we we had the uh, before the world ended, we had the uh, MLB former MLB Advanced Media get-together right and like oh, Charles was there and I was talking to Charles and Charles like stopped me he'd like shushed me and he's like I just have to say you being so supportive of Joe Brown and his Pokemon things one of the most wholesome things I've seen on Twitter I'm like he's like you're just so supportive of him it's amazing well number
0: one it's deserved for Joe Brown yeah because he's oh, awesome yeah, of course um but yeah no I mean I think you're a great guy. Like I, like yeah, of course. Like that doesn't oh, surprise it. me that you like that. But yes, I agree. Like as an outsider, it is it is very nice to see.
1: Yeah, and it's like that's the same. It's it's. I love how like Pepe, but like it's like a two way street with Pepe and like Rio. It's like very like, dude, you're gonna make it to the Olympics. It's gonna be fucking sick. It's like it's all like so like propping each other up, even though they're both talented enough to where they don't really need it.
0: And two guys who would never cross paths with each other.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: You know, I don't think – I mean, Pepe, maybe will go to a basketball game, but how many people go to basketball games and are friends with the players? Yeah, you know, like so that right. doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah. And same thing with Rio. Maybe he picks up, you know, Pepe's manga, but, you know, it's not. He's never
1: going to meet him.
0: Yeah. Right. Exactly. So that's cool. So so on that. Okay. So you mentioned Emeka and Ruka and the whole stenciling of the name. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, Ruka just seems to be just, you know, trying to bat around with just see what sticks on the wall in terms of, like, relationship-wise. And, like, he has some attractiveness to Emeka. And, like, when he was trying to, like, court uh, Karoti, he started to get into art. And, you know, he draws and, like, Pepe kind of goes, oh, no, this drawing... He sees like Ruga's madness and goes, "Oh, this is very creative," but uh, he did some. He does something with Emika's name. He writes it out and he's like, "It looks like if you do it like this, it right. It looks like this, and it's some weird look. Might as well look like she. He put a curse on her mm-hmm. because it was just insane. Like it looks like a person. If I write your name like this, and then he leaves. Then like they're just and they're all just like." Who would say this? Who is bringing this up? And I wish I knew exactly when that happened because I need to see the madness again. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, a hundred percent. All right, so let's get to the final episode of part two. um Spoiler alert! It ends on a cliffhanger, but you see, very mad. Yeah, very
1: mad about see... this.
0: So you see some intonations that Pepe and Haruka hang out a lot, they play Pokemon Go
1: yeah. together.
0: Um and Pepe 99% of the time is working very hard on his manga. Yeah. So he doesn't have a lot of free time. Haruka does, but Pepe's motivation for getting his manga done is to hang out with Haruka. Yeah. So that's that's why I I ship them. Um but you know, so so Haruka confesses to Pepe that she's going to be leaving Terrace, house soon. Mm-hmm. And this puts Pepe in a fourth gear. He's like, all right, well, now I have to ask her out. I was thinking about it. Now I have to. She's leaving. Yeah. And they go out on the date. Um, for the most part, the date, look, it looks like well, it went well. They you know? go out
1: twice. They go okay. out twice. They, go out, they just go out as like a hangout, like as a walk. Because that's when Pepe asks her. Right. to go. He was like, I want to take on an Italian that style date. Right. And uh, so they get really dressed up. Pepe, you know, gets her flowers and they go to this uh, like the Skyline restaurant to have drinks. And you kind of leave on you don't know what her response is going to be.
0: Well, well, you leave. Right. So but there's a lot that happens there. So they're on that Mm -hmm. date. They're in that Skyline place, which looks like an awesome restaurant. If I ever go to Mm -hmm. Tokyo, that's where I want to go.
1: I don't know if they've been to that one, but I've been to a skyline restaurant in Tokyo.
0: Like at nighttime like that? Yeah. Okay.
1: But I wasn't facing out because I was I was facing the uh the chef.
0: Right, right. No, that's that sounds no, I mean it looks awesome. It sounds awesome. Yeah. So they go on their date, he gets her flowers, you know, like he's very cordial and about it, he's very it proper about like, it.
1: It looks like he it they're going for it, you know?
0: Well, he was definitely going for it.
1: Yeah. You know, like, and he, like and like uh, like to circle back to just Haruka as like a whole, she has like the most development as a human on Terrace House, especially yes. in like this one. Because like I I in general just disliked her, and I don't like I can't tell you why. Because like she seems so like a little cold and like stand standoff like not standoffish, but like she seemed like it it had to be her way or that was the end of it. And like she was very self self self-centered. And then she would like speak to the like the new people would come and be like, I'm just trying to become a better person. So I'm not relying on that. I'm not. It's always a two way street of communication as opposed to how it was before with Coyote, where she would just lay everything on Coyote instead of back and forth. And so she tried to develop like more relationships with everyone else as more of like a friend and someone like they can come to to talk to her. And it's also why she also wants to leave Tara's house is to kind of build more relationships as opposed to just kind of be who she was before. Well, and that's also a
0: reason just to skip back to part one, that's also a, a, a point in the discussion that Coyote and Shohei have, um, basically saying how they've gone stale
1: and they yeah. don't want to
0: create a stale atmosphere for the newcomers.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, but Shohei is yeah,
1: also like, I just kind of want to leave.
0: Too. Yeah, no, of course. Um, but no, so back to their date, whatever they go on their date, it's finished. They go back to the house and it's another, will they, won't they, she sort of goes in for a kiss, but not totally. I think she was waiting for him to reciprocate.
1: Yeah. She, it was, it's always, um, I forgot what the, it's like the 80, 20. She went in for the 20 and like, she did. she went in for the 20 and Pepe didn't go in for the 80.
0: I think he scared himself. I think he got surprised that it happened, and then he froze.
1: There's – because, yeah, let me – there's this weird, awkward kind of thing with it, if I'm remembering. Well, she, she,
0: she turns towards him, and he sees that, and he goes, huh?
1: Yeah. You know, like, like, did you say, like, did you did you say yeah. something?
0: He thought he heard something from her.
1: Yeah, it's – they're outside, right?
0: No, no, they're on the couch in the living room.
1: Oh, right, right, all right. Okay. That's where it is. Oh, and then there's the whole Emiko wearing Ryo's shirt or something. I'm just skimming through and seeing the thumbnails. Right, yeah, right, yeah. He, yeah, but he, he kind of like, he does the like awkward, like, oh, what happened type of deal. Right. And it kind of like ends, it kind of, you, you don't put a hold, you put a hold on their relationship until like the end of the episode. Right. Because you get more fucking well, Ruka and, then- Ruka and uh, Haruka stuff. Talking and Emiko wearing Rudo's shirt and whatever, and then they right. go driving to uh, have ramen. It looks like,
0: right? Yeah. So I mean that happens, but just you know, as as I mean, those are little things. And then of course yeah. it ends on the on the two of them going into uh, the playroom. I think they call it right. It's basically a basement like where they have the TV set up and and all of that. And that's where they actually watch the episodes of Tara's house. Yeah. So what's funny is Pepe and, and Haruka go downstairs. Rio is in there and Pepe is trying so hard to like, basically say, get out of here. And like, yeah.
1: he, he's like, hey, you know, they're asking he's, for yeah, you upstairs. He's rubbing his shoulder. He's like, would you mind? He's right, yeah. <laughs> <me>. And like <laughs> and like Haruka's also like, everyone's on the roof. Like, yeah, they're waiting for you. Right. Yeah. And, and, and then like, Pepe, and God, yeah. God bless Rio, he, he catches on. He's like, oh, right sorry yeah right I'm
0: the <laughs> you know, <idiot> here. Yeah. <laughs> that's why they're best friends like it's yeah. you know he like i think oh man i don't want to pull it up now but i think pepe essentially puts his hand on his shoulder and says like oh, I listen i don't want to have to spell this
1: out no no i yeah i just watched it he essentially like like puts his hand on his shoulder it's like real would you mind yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and like like Haruka like motions for him to go upstairs, and he's like, "Everyone's waiting for you upstairs on the roof." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh oh oh, right right right, sorry sorry." Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then of course, um, it cuts out or the doors slam to the yeah, credits. Yeah. Um, when she's about to give her decision on whether she'll date him, and I
1: unfortunately know the answer.
0: Well, and we'll talk about that on the next podcast. Yes. So there's there uh, just to put a wrap on on part two. Um, I think we're in agreement. The winner is Pepe by a long shot. It,
1: it's like Pepe. Ryu's, I think Ryu's close second. Yes. Yes. And like, like Haruka is like up there too. Like, those are the three people I cared about the most okay. in part two. Yeah. I was the most invested in them. Uh, Ruko kind of didn't really super exist in part two. He works at a bar now, a Marvel bar now? So there were
0: there were little things with Ruka that weren't as salacious or as sexy as, like, the other storylines. Yeah. Like, he got a new job at a Marvel bar, um, so he had a special interest out there now. And he said that yeah. he wanted to work at Marvel at, the, at this Marvel-themed bar because, one, he liked Marvel because he wants to be a superhero. But, two, it has a lot of foreigners, and he would learn English there. Yeah. Um, so you see him making that uh, – you see him learning how to make other dishes – but mm. it's little things, you yeah, know, like if he takes a cooking class, like it's little things. It's that like real. As cool as it's others.
1: real growth as a person. It's not like as exciting to watch, but like it's nice to know he's trying and growing. Right. He still talks like a, a buffoon and doesn't understand like real cues, I guess.
0: I think I don't know. I don't really want to name losers, but Emeka doesn't win, you know, like I, she, th- I
1: think Hannah loses. And yeah, you know what? I can see that actually. Loser. I'm with you. She's the biggest loser. Emika's so middle of the road. It depends yeah. how you feel it depends if you think she really fucked Rio or not, is how you feel about Emika. Well, I think that happened.
0: Um oh, but that's for another sure. but that's, that's, another, that's another that's another that's 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 episode one of part three. Like I, I have know. a whole thing lined oh, up really? for that. Yeah, um, I'm
1: gonna take. Yeah. I'm gonna be taking notes. I'm gonna watch it after recording this. Cause yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So that's no. what we'll talk about next week. But yeah, you're right. You know what, Hannah, Hannah doesn't really win. She's into Rio. They go out on the date, but, but Rio not...
1: doesn't seem into her. Right,
0: correct. And she does have feelings for him, as yeah, does Em. F-
1: and from what I've heard about part three, it, it kind of gets a little worse. But I'm yeah, get so I mean, that. those are
0: yeah. We'll we'll definitely get into that. Um, but yeah, with that said. Uh, yeah, Hannah doesn't really win, even though like she had the knockout of the century uh, in a wrestling match. Oh yeah, uh, I I think about she hammed it up for the cameras to say that she was really hurt, or if yeah. she actually was hurt.
1: Um, but oh my god, <laughs> during the wrestling match, they get so close to all the other housemates, and Haruka <laughs> runs away.
0: Yeah. No, it was it was insane, but. Yeah, so that's that's basically that's your that's your long recap of the first two parts of Terrace House. Yeah. Um they Those needed to have a better part two.
1: Those yes, to save part two. Like yes. it was like I if cuz like for a while it seemed like a lot of the original six were going to stay on for a while. And yes. like people were clamoring for them for, for someone to leave because there's like nothing was just going on. It was all just like Dragging along of just like not like dragging along of like two people wanting to like you like it just became the Kenny and like Resecker show and like I like did not care about any of those people
0: right so yeah Pepe Pepe saved this series so far he did and so did Rio you know I think he needed Rio too he couldn't do it by
1: himself oh yeah Uh for sure and, like, like, I know how we feel about Emika, but she certainly adds something to it because she's right, very, right. like... Like, I can see what they say when she's, like, how alluring and how, like, like, how attractive she is, I guess. Yeah. But, like, yeah, but there's an element to her. There's an element, like, there's, like, there, there are so many personality traits that, like, work well for the show as opposed to, like, Shohei and Kairu as much as we like those people they didn't bring anything more at a certain point. Right. So uh, yeah, it's
0: going to be interesting to see exactly what happens um, in the whole Rio uh, love triangle thing. Um, And I'm interested to see um, what happens, um, you know, beyond uh, just part three, but you know, that, that, that'll put a bow on, on this recap episode. Like I mentioned, we'll have a new episode next week and we'll try and have these out every Thursday. Ted, yeah, this was a lot of fun, and I feel like I yeah. could talk about this for hours. But uh, I'd imagine the next podcast won't be exactly as long. No, it could probably be forty-five. I feel yeah. like it will be a yeah, 10, it'll 45.
1: be half the size because yeah. we're not going through twenty-four episodes of line connecting dots.
0: Right, but yeah, don't read the don't read the Reddit's don't don't spoil anything, Ted. Yeah. Um, I, I saw I, part well, one already. I mean, I saw um, the yeah, first episode of part of three.
1: You're actually ahead of me. But I already knew uh, the answer for her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So... I'll be taking notes. I'm going to be very diligent for it. just you watch. It's going to be school all over again. All right. Granted, I it. shouldn't well... be doing this when I'm also rewatching Lost and my brain's just on hyperdrive <laughs> yeah. of like, paying attention.
0: All right. Well, that, that'll be that. But, uh, you know, let us know what you think. Like and subscribe to this. Uh, Ted, thanks again. And uh, thank you we'll for having me.